Let's bring in Scott Bauer, the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, is joining us to talk commodities. Scott, good morning. Happy Tuesday. We've good morning, got ben. good morning. We've got crude hanging out right around 108 to begin the week. Yeah, and it, it's a little bit in a holding pattern. Um, you know, we, we've seen this very well-defined range, uh, certainly 103, 104 on the bottom end, uh, upper end. You know, outside of the the big blowouts that we saw up to 120. Uh, really up to about 108, 110 area right here. And there's there's just so much news right now, Ben, which I think is driving the crude market. And even this morning, we saw City came out, said crude be, crude could be 65 bucks by the end of the year if demand yeah. you know really gets hit due to recession. So, you know, I think we're we're just holding out right now. The news that I keep reading certainly does not look great in terms of supply side. So right now, you do have the lack of supply. You do have the major demand. Something hopefully is going to give for consumers. Either we're going to get an increase you know, in supply or you know, if demand starts to wane, that's probably not a great thing because that means that people just aren't going driving out and, and the recession is probably here already. Yeah, I heard City talking about some of those lower levels here. Should we go into a recession? And, you know, I'm surprised that crude's holding these upper levels in some ways when yeah. you consider some of the headwinds out there. We started off the show talking about a strong U.S. dollar, which we can get into in a second in terms of the impact that has on commodities. But this comes with, uh, you know, China COVID numbers uh, for the most part. There's a lot of concern and uncertainty about what's playing out there and some of the disappointing eco data here in the U.S. No doubt about it. And we really don't know what the numbers are in China. You know, we see the headlines. I'm, I'm not so sure that we can, you know, follow those to a T. But, yeah, the eco data here is terrible. The strong dollar, you think, would be, as you said, a major headwind for, for crude. And yet, you know, we're, we're kind of stuck in this range here. But right now, I, I don't want to say that we can't go down, that we can't break that, you know, 103, 104 level to the downside. I, I think that's going to be kind of tough right now in the near future, though. Yeah, Rick was just pointing out some key levels to keep an eye on there. In terms of crude, we're looking at the dollar here in this instance. The candle's up to 106. Crude oil, uh, again, uh, coming off 130, but, uh, you know, still holding upper levels here. Again, right around that 108 levels we get set to begin the week. You mentioned the supply side. You've got, well, the Fed working on the demand side, it seems like. We started off the show talking about how Biden now is kind of focused on the supply side, not so much crude this week, but just uh, trying to relieve some of those tariffs from the Trump era uh, yeah. administration, ultimately, and, and trying to ease some of the pressures from price there. Yeah, and, and you know, ultimately, that could help. I, I think I was reading, though, that if they do roll back some of these Chinese tariffs, Maybe that helps uh, inflation by, you know, three-tenths of a percent, mm. four-tenths of yeah, a percent, major. which exactly, when right. you're running at 8%, yeah. uh, it's nothing major, but, you know, have to be pulled out right now to try and help everybody. So at the root of these problems, these inflationary pressures, these concerns, obviously crude oil, as we were just talking about, stubbornly above $100 a barrel. But, you know, you've got a lot of fears in terms of what natural gas prices in Europe spiking at the levels they are in terms of the impact that could have. We were talking about the uh, reflection thereof in terms of the euro currency earlier in the show, how it's elevating the dollar. It just seems to have the snowball effect, Scott. Oh, there's no question about it. And, and we know that the euro has been behind the dollar for quite a while and and they just haven't been as aggressive in terms of raising rates euro is now at what a 20-year low so things are getting worse and worse across the pond and in overseas because their buying power is a lot less 
prices are, are going up worse there than they are here. How about gold, uh, Scott? It's been coming off as the dollar's been on the move higher. It's back down below 1800 uh, This comes even with rates, which have pulled off, interestingly enough. So, again, I sort of look to some of those other foreign currencies, the yen, the euro currency as well. In fact, the euro is going to be one of our uh, paper money trades that we talk about in just a few minutes. Um, but, but talk to me about, uh, again, that strength in the U.S. dollar does seem to have a direct impact on gold as of recently. Oh, there's no question about it. And, and you look at the fundamentals here, what drives gold prices. And we're, we're again, we're stuck. You see the higher dollar. Mm -hmm. You see what's going on with commodity prices overall. You see recession fears, interest rates. And you can understand the push and the pull here. You can understand headwinds, tailwinds. Um, we've been stuck in this range. We're getting towards the lower end of this range, Ben. And I really think that if, if it can break 1800 and hold below 1800 kind of right where we are right now, I think we could see a 1750, 1760 print. We're looking at, uh, if we could pull this chart here, we're looking at gold right now relative to the 200-day moving average. It's kind of just been teetering around those levels. Uh, Scott, talk to me about some of the other metals, precious, or I'm sorry, industrial metals. When you talk about, uh, you know, China concerns, inflation concerns, recession here in the U.S., you've got copper, you've got silver, yep. and some of the others to stay dialed in as a reflection thereof. No doubt. You know, you, let, let's start with, with copper. It's the lowest that we, we've seen since January of 2020. It's under, you know, four. It's trading, what, 370 or so, yep. and that certainly is a direct reflection on uh, uh, building on mm -hmm. on the economies. When you look to China. Are they really reopening? So copper is is you know probably the one of the leading indicators in the metals of what may happen economically. But then you look at, at platinum. Platinum you know was down pretty big at the end of last week. Here that's under nine hundred now. Palladium at nineteen hundred and silver is now under twenty dollars. So you look at across the precious metal space here. And, and you know, there's a, a bear market there. Uh, talk to us in terms of grains, because there, that seemed to be at the epicenter of many of the discussions sure. we had months ago with the war on Ukraine, the uh, rise in prices we had seen there, and the impact that that had on, well, uh, us at the checkout lane, ultimately. It's not just at the pump, Scott. And, but yet we have seen prices ease there, some corn, wheat, and beans coming off recent highs. Absolutely. And, and on Friday, I think they came down to their lowest levels since the beginning of the Russia-Ukraine war. Um, That's a good thing. It, it is a yeah. good thing. You talk about wheat, beans, corn. Um, you know, it was a, a big risk-off trade in, in, in the grains last week. Now, very light volume. But I think there are worries, again, about yeah. demand, about, about demand slowing there, the broader economy there. So, you know, that's a good thing when you look at those prices here. I'm not sure how low they, you know, how long they hold at these levels, though. Scott, when you see rates coming off at the, uh, to the extent that they have, again, we've got the TNX now back down below 3%, convincingly, after coming up to, well, just shy of that 3.5% level. You've got, as you mentioned, uh, commodities coming off. So you've got wheat, you've got copper starting to come off. Price at the pump still relatively elevated, as we talked about crude holding around 108. I mean, this is what you'd expect to see as we kind of try and weigh whether we're headed into a recession or not, right? I mean, the sort of backing off these upper levels and off these peak levels that we had seen. No doubt about it. But, uh, you know, is this sustainable or is it just, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing a one-week, two-week period here yeah. where, it's kind of risk off across the board. So I, I'm not so sure that it's sustainable, but 
all signs, Ben, and you and I have talked about this, all signs point to, to a recession. I think that we're in one already, and we're now starting to see that reflected across the board as consumers are really, quite frankly, they're scared and they're pulling back. Scott, let's talk a little bit about a busy week ahead here in terms of some of the indicators to watch in terms of determining whether we're headed into a recession or not. It seems like uh, Wednesday we have the FOMC minutes, uh, and then again, I think uh, the attention will pretty squarely be on the jobs report on Friday. Talk to us about what you're going to be dialed in on, what we should be watching. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Friday. You know, we're going to get minutes out of Wednesday, and I don't think we can expect anything, anything but Powell to say, we're going to do whatever we can to, to, you know, keep us out of a recession. 75 is still on the table for the July meeting. We don't know what's going to happen afterwards. But Friday is going to be a big one. And, and I think we're going to see a lower number than what we have seen. But that may not be all a bad thing, Ben, because if we still get a number that is, you know, 150, 200,000 or so, mm -hmm. that's still an okay number. So I think the Goldilocks spot on Friday would be somewhere between 150, 200 in that range. Now, if we see a big outlier number here, that obviously can affect the Fed one way or the other. Outlier to the downside, uh, affect the Fed here, maybe help them or help investors kind of get the sense that they might ease a little bit in terms of some of that hawkish tone and a, a big number above this 250, 260 that we're looking for here, 265 actually, uh, maybe suggesting that they're gonna have to keep their foot on the brake pedal. It's exactly right, right. exactly right. Uh, sorry about that. I think my camera just went off. Um, yes, and, and I think, again, Wednesday, they're not going to say anything that's going to give us any sort of direction. Friday could help give us, help give them direction, not for the July meeting, but for the subsequent one in September. All right, I like it. Scott, appreciate you joining us here to uh, take a look at what's playing out here in terms of commodities. We always talk about, again, uh, the supply side so much, the demand side, a major focal point as well, and both uh, clearly uh, what we're dialed in on here as we begin this Tuesday morning. Scott Bauer joining us from Prosper Trading Thanks, Academy. Thanks again to you. We're